broadcasting around the globe in stereophonic glory. This week's episode is all about electronic commerce, specifically selling used tissues on the internet. There truly is a fetish for everything. And now the hosts not your average podcasters. See what I did there? Alison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hey everyone, I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. As you know, Ali and I are performers. For a lot of years, we had a show called Blogologues. It was a live comedy show where we used the internet as a script and performed verbatim internet posts on stage. After that, we did a web series called Two Girls, One Show, where we had interviews with people behind the posts and then went on scripted adventures. And then from there, we came to Two Girls, One Podcast, uh, where we are focusing on interviews, because that's the fun part. Well, I think so anyway. So how are you guys? I thought the other stuff was fun too. I, but was sure, fun. I, mean, I preferred the other show. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> get to that again. <laughs> this is much cheaper to make. That's true. Maybe that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, I'm good. I'm good. Um, Jen, you had an adventure since we last casted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was in England in the countryside camping for a few days. And I think I mentioned on the podcast that this was some sort of like test for the relationship that I'm in because this was his thing okay, that I, think I was. That's weird and inappropriate, but being all right, invited go on. along for. <laughs> now, this is just like he never said that necessarily. But anyway, he listens to the podcast and on the plane on the way back, he said, You passed the test. So, <laughs> just as a joke because he listens to the podcast. That's really cute. Yeah. Uh, you mean because it was just like so important to him? that you he like really wanted you to like it kind of thing yeah yeah i mean we definitely it was a great trip for us uh i think we had a lot of new experiences together including sleeping on top of a, a truck for <laughs> a few nights and you i know. also want everyone to know that adam texted me photos of what was going down and i fucking loved that <laughs> that's true he was giving you like a live update yeah yeah at one point jen had socks on her hands yeah it was very cold yeah totally totally normal how are you, Allie? What's been going on? Anything new in your life? Like any texts from your mother really. you would like to share with us? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me know. Let me know what you guys think of this one. My mother texts pretty motherly text messages where you're just like, what the fuck are you saying? I got a text while we were recording that says, remember this guy, my Chanel Kagan. His dad died in March and he broke up with girlfriend, took off time and traveled to Europe and Israel back and <laughs> trying again. So she wants you to meet him. What? This is a setup, right? Also, what's his name? Chanel? What? This can't be right. Remember this guy, my Chanel Kagan. His dad died in March and he broke up with girlfriend, took time off and traveled to Europe and Israel back now trying again. No punctuation. Trying again. Yeah, I'm confused. It's like, is this just like an update on some friend of the family or is it like you yeah. should get this guy? I don't know. I wrote back, what? <laughs> that's all you know it's just like parents also just like have no concept of like autocorrect and like how it actually ultimately reads right. you know what i mean like what are you saying i like, like how you describe that text as like, motherly what? like i was assuming she was texting like do you need a blanket oh no that's are not you, my mother are you warm enough 
My mother is like, an, it's nonsensical text messages, <laughs> where also she assumes that you have a lot of context that you don't have. There's a lot of autocorrect. There's not yes. much punctuation. And there's a lot of random spaces that I wish you guys could see. <laughs> the assumed context uh, in general, uh, with any member of the family, your spouse, your significant other, like that drives me fucking oh, me too. crazy. <laughs> I didn't understand those references, but I, okay. My mom, no, yeah. My mom, when I was growing up, had like a very high power. She's like the superintendent of our school district and she would come home and just talk to us kids about like people that she worked with or she'd use like acronyms for committees she was on and I was like mom I'm seven years old like what are you talking about (laughs) she's like oh my god today at the QPC (laughs) I had to become a high power business child yeah to like understand what was going on (laughs) now I'm just picturing a child in a suit and I'm into it I love that we should do a text from Minda segment. Oh, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Texts and emails mm-hmm. from Minda. <laughs> and we know she doesn't listen, so she'll never know. <laughs> I also, I think my, so we had our 100th episode and I posted it on Facebook and then we were all at this big family thing and people were like, oh, I saw you at your 100th episode, <gasps> wow. yada, yada, yada. And like somehow it came up and I think my parents got embarrassed that they've never listened so they were like because someone said like oh do you guys listen and they were like yeah we listen and i was like no you don't (laughs) and my mom was like i've definitely listened to some episodes and i said what were they about she goes well i don't know (laughs) i'm just like all right but then like later up in conversation it came up later on in conversation it came up that my dad doesn't know how to get a podcast so i was like it's cool like just but just like why are you pretending that you've listened like you haven't and that's okay and i've actually done a lot of experiments where i talk about you on it to see if you listen you don't listen (laughs) to be fair i'm here in the room listen you know talking with you guys then i go back and edit the show and i don't have a fucking clue what the show's about (laughs) half the time you know so no 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 disrespect no i mean it's fine they don't understand podcasts it's just like the way they were both like yeah we've listened i was like what (laughs) anyway Cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm excited about today's interview, although he kind of makes me... What is that? Oh, my God. So you you knew that I say that a lot and you had that teed up. What the fuck was that? It's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, it is? Andy Sandberg. Yeah, it's one of his bits on the show. Oh, that's great. Are you referencing that? Or I guess not. You just no, say I've it naturally. I've just always said that. I think he's cool, cool, probably cool, making cool, fun cool. of the fact that people all say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've only watched a couple episodes and I yeah. liked it, but it's I good, have not good. gone deep into that wormhole. Well, speaking of comedians, so anyway, yeah, today we actually have a comedian on the show. Thank God. <laughs> Matt, come on. <laughs> the it's same about time. control room? Yes. E- yes, the same control room. So his that name. terrible. That was terrible. His name is Mecky Leeper. He's a comedian who has a digital special on Comedy Central called Control Room, where he pokes fun at the alternative health industry and the media. He creates and markets his own fictional alternative health product. Basically, it's a, an $80 tissue that's already been used uh, that you would breathe into <laughs> to build your immunity. <laughs> um, and a lot of interesting things come out of it. So this is a big experiment, but it, it's it's online. So you can check it out there. We'll link it uh, in the show notes. Online. It's like Nathan for it you, only. only much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I fucking loved this episode, but I was gonna say it also made me want to kill myself because I think he's like super young, and I just felt like a washed up old lady. Hey! All right. 
Do we have a clip from the video? Yeah, why don't we? We'll play a clip from the video. It, it's it's like a full episode uh, on YouTube on Comedy Central's YouTube. Uh, is it like twenty or thirty minutes? But he just explains the whole experiment and how he tricked a lot of people. Uh, and he's in a he's in a control room. It's like a little studio where he lived for the mm-hmm. like couple days, yeah. you know, a week or something. Um, and had a budget of a uh, thousand bucks and tricked the entire internet and media into believing that um, an eighty dollar tissue was a wellness product. Eighty dollar uh, so used tissue. Used tissue. Excuse me. Uh, so here is a clip from the first episode of Control Room by Mecky Lieber. From the Trader Joe's mothership in Monrovia, California, God let's go inside now Trader stop. Joe's. I think we need a field trip to Monrovia. Have you been there, Ali? Oh, no, let's, okay, go. let's go. Let's go. Are you coming out this winter? Yeah, I'll talk about it. Yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Let's talk about your travel plans as a segment on the show. Now. Let's do it right. <laughs> okay, now. great. Let's do it. Also, I already en- rented an RV for next year's Burning Man. Whoa. Whoa. Congrats. <laughs> That's great. That's a big step. Okay, let's hear this clip. Let's hear this clip. Right, here's a real clip from Control Room. I need to make sure that the product itself has to be a gross and dangerous piece of nonsense. So. <laughs> My idea for this was a used tissue that works like a vaccine in that someone sneezes on it, and then you have the tissue, someone else breathes that tissue in so that they get sick now and don't get sick later. And the tissue itself costs $80. (laughs) So, first thing I needed was a brand. And I use the Haagen-Dazs method. The Haagen-Dazs method, if you don't know, is where you take a product that's not Danish at all, but you give it a Danish name so it seems cooler. <laughs> so I went on Google Translate, I typed in tissue, and it came out Vave, and I was like, yeah, obviously that's the name of the company now. <laughs> oh, are you serious? That's perfect. What? And then I hit up my buddy who's a graphic designer and told him about the whole thing, told him I was locked in a room, and he sent over these mock-ups. I picked this one. And so that's the logo for the company. And I wanted a, a slick package. And you guys have seen those like knockoff like iPhone boxes, right? Like they look pretty much like the real thing, but they're fake. Turns out you can get those on the internet, custom made for 50 cents a piece. So I did that and it looks good. And then I was in the room, I ordered a bunch of Petri dishes off of Amazon, some Kleenexes that I just balled up, never sneezed on. And I started putting these things together with stickers and gold tape that I got from a craft store all delivered to the room. It also has instructions in English and Danish. Um, it, it comes with two of these cool stickers that say, blessed you on them. It's our little tagline. Blessed you. That. That's brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Honestly, it's fucking brilliant. And that was a great clip to yeah. play. It's so good. Like, I just watched it and my jaw was on the floor for 30 minutes. It's so good. I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. But why? Because the, because um, the world sucks and believed this stupid thing or because you have not been able to sell a pilot to Comedy Central? Uh, okay, so I've actually been in talks with Comedy Central and I yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah! <laughs> all of it! All of it! But yeah, 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 yeah. It's really brilliant. It really is. I mean, it's just such a great social experiment. I'm excited to talk to him. Yeah, but before I do... I think we should do trivia. Oh, no, you didn't really say that. <laughs> oh, Don't we have to? We have to. 
I don't have any trivia for you today. Do we have voicemails? Ooh, calls, 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 calls from the public. Calls, calls, calls. No, I got calls. nothing. I had very little time Damn to prepare it. for for this episode, so uh, we're just gonna just gonna skip. Or, I mean, I don't know. No, I'm happy to skip to trivia. I'm sad mm-hmm. to skip calls from the public. Yeah, I'll get some more downloaded for you guys next next week. But for All now, right. let's just you know like hang out. Okay, let's just chill. Let's just, just like see how we're gonna hang out. I don't really know how to fill this space if we don't have trivia. Uh, just being us. Just being us. Should, should we make up some trivia on the spot? I, I, I can give you some. No, I can't. Allie, didn't oh, we yeah, do tri- give us yeah, some trivia? I, no, I actually do don't. I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> Did you learn anything in England yeah. that we would like to know about? Oh, okay. Um, oh, this is gonna be a really easy one. What do you call? No, this is too easy. It's too easy. <laughs> oh, well, now you got to say it. No, you're going to think I'm stupid because it's so easy. What do you call? I already think you're stupid. No, I'm no, just kidding. No, <laughs> what do you call? What do you call a French fry <laughs> in England? I know you know, obviously, oh. freaking know the answer. Oh, chip. Is it a is chip, it a, a crisp, or a banger? Yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> I want trivia. <laughs> I did it. Okay. Okay. Well, should we throw it to an ad? Yeah, let's get the sponsors up in here. <laughs> we will be right back after this very important and very lucrative commercial break. And now the real description of an actual product you can buy with your hard-earned money. Entitled, Psychic Vampire Repellent. From the website where I get all of my mythological creature deterrence, goop.com. If there's a more pleasurable way to banish psychic vampires, we don't know it. This essential oil blend of lavender, rosemary, and juniper is an energy-refreshing scent with a tendency to conjure up positivity. 3.4 ounces. How to use. Shake gently before each use. Spray around the aura to protect from psychic attack and and emotional emotional harm. harm. Avoid contact with eyes, do not ingest or inhale. About the brand. Crystal and spiritual healer, Zoe Taylor Crane. Distills the power of gemstones into gorgeous elixirs and mists. Wow. What is an aura? Is it your energy field? Where should we be spraying this? I'm not sure I would know how to use it, to be honest. I just love that Goop is acting like psychic attack is a common problem that we're all suffering from. Like, oh, yeah. You know, it's like mosquito bites. Right. You are. You just don't know it. It's why you feel sluggish sometimes. I'm just kidding. It's the cause of my insomnia. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Psychic vampires. Your doctors have not 
suggested that, yeah. I assume. Right. It's only 27 US dollars, so perhaps I will good. try psychic vampire repellent. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm sold on the psychic vampire part, like obviously, but how does one turn gemstones into a liquid mist? Like I'm not following that like manufacturing process. Hmm. You poked a hole in it. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you, uh, you know. liquefy it with your mind. This just bullshit. Nice, nice work, Matt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Maybe don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of exposing bullshit, we should get into our interview. How do y'all feel about that? Is it yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I'm well, we, we better do it because our guest is here. <laughs> his name is <laughs> Mecky Leeper. He's a comedian and his digital special on Comedy Central is called Control Room. Welcome, Mecky. Hey, what's up, everybody? How are you guys doing? We're, We're good. good. So we played a little clip of Control Room earlier in this episode for everybody to hear. Before our listeners who haven't seen the full video yet, could you just describe this experiment that you ran so everybody knows what we're talking about as we get into it? Yeah. So Control Room is a show where I do a social experiment and uh, it takes a, like a couple months usually. It's a com- it's it's a complex process. You know what I mean? Like it's not a prank show necessarily. We'll do something on the internet, interact with society and, and do a weird thing uh and then i go in front of an audience in like a powerpoint and explain everything how we made it happen uh why all the stuff works or whatever and uh so that's that's like the idea for the show but this episode specifically i wanted to make fun of goop and and raw water and these sort of like why (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> these these like uh they're like pseudoscience you know health companies the products I, I, I are really wouldn't even expensive. include science in there <laughs> yeah it's really i mean it's like it's snake oil is mm-hmm. kind yeah. of the only way i think to to say it um yeah. and i don't even i don't even know they <laughs> they were so specific with me like legally what i'm allowed to say about those companies <laughs> I, i'm in the clear now uh, I so think, what do you but, really think? Yeah. What do I really think? <laughs> About that. <laughs> really yeah. I, I actually love goop. No, um, <laughs> I think, you know, it just, it just bums me out. Like my mom, my mom got really into like a few of those you know, scam things. Your over mom was time. shoving jade eggs up her hoo-ha. Let's talk about it. <laughs> you know, she likes to get wild folks. No, that's I mean, it, it's a, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that that stuff is so, so expensive and it really offers people like, uh, you know, help like medical help is implied. And um, so, yeah, I was like, I think the best way to to highlight that these brands are stupid or maybe are doing something fraudulent or whatever is if I made my own and did it kind of like an idiot with no resources. Uh, so I did. I, I made a company that sells used tissues that get you sick now so you don't get sick later. And the <laughs> tissues cost $80 a piece. And I wanted to see if I could, you know, raise the profile of this company and make it seem like big and legit and important. And, and uh, <laughs> it, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that one video. I mean, it just says everything about society. I loved it. And I also wanted to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a, the, pro, the process was like that, too, where it's like, is this going to work? That would be so funny. And then it started working. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> uh, there was like a middle part where it was funny. And then it was like it went from like, this will never happen to like, oh, it's hilarious that like an article or two came out. And then it was like 65 articles. And I was like, oh, no, the earth. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's flat. Um, it's true. Right. So 
Oh my gosh. So what did you have a backup plan for if it didn't catch on? Like what was the plan here? Yeah, so a component of the show is that um for this episode anyway, I only had a thousand dollars to create this company and I had to do it in four days while I was locked in a room. I wanted to sort of simulate when somebody starts a company in their bedroom and it's an exciting story, whatever, whatever. And also I wanted to highlight that like don't believe goop and raw water because you could literally make one in your own bedroom if you have a laptop and like 900 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, like that's what I wanted people to understand. Mm-hmm. That's my criticism of these companies. It's like they can't help you if that's how simple and unregulated they are, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so, but the backup plan was to show way more footage of me like trying to survive in a room for a week. Like that, like if it didn't work, the show would lean on that more heavily. The show would be shorter. We, I mean, we just didn't expect to make like an episode of, of TV. I mean, it's not literally an episode of TV, but... But that you know, it's a 30-minute, ex- yeah. Yeah, we didn't think that that was going to happen. I thought this was going to be much shorter. I didn't. I did not anticipate I'd have this much to talk about. It worked out really well for you. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. Uh, it's yeah. great. Oops, I have a TV show. <laughs> right, yeah, that's true. That's bad. <laughs> No, it's great. And sorry, um, guys, just a quick editor's note. Uh, we are sponsored by Goop this week, oh. so let's oh, okay, keep it pretty chill. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Goop. <laughs> so, so what were you told you couldn't say? Are you allowed to tell us? I don't I know, know all your secrets. Now. God damn it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, we, we had a really spe- like, okay, the first segment of the show is a segment called, uh, I think it's called like my Viacom approved opinions or, uh-huh. you know, yeah. so for a while it was like, Hey, I want to talk about the legal department really specifically. And they were like, mm, no. And, uh, I wanted, you know, it's like, I wanted to have more stuff where I was like, showing all the emails with lawyers and like stuff that they would say. And I don't think that that's not cool for me to say because every show has lawyers or whatever, but that is all I can say. They're like, do not say anything (laughs) about what goes on between you and the lawyers at this company. Uh, And I think that's more of a blanket rule. Like I work on another show now. I work on the show Crank Yankers and it's like we do like prank call stuff and uh, I like write for that. And I run into some similar roadblocks, even though prank calling is like simple and this was like a really complicated like let's start a a, a media frenzy over something uh even still there's like there's just like a bunch of rules you know like it's shocking how many things people can uh try to sue you for like if you just have like a regular (laughs) show on tv with like a script (laughs) and actors like people will still try to sue you you know Mm -hmm. and uh it's expensive for the tv network to like have to respond to the lawsuits you know what i mean so they're like let's yeah. just not have okay, so, they, so, so you can't tell us what you're saying is you can't tell us i truly there are things i can't tell you yeah. <laughs> but basically they didn't they didn't want gwyneth paltrow to sue you yeah they, they yeah cool. they were like you know it's i say it in the show a little bit it's just i i couldn't really directly talk shit on those companies because it's like you know if I say something that's an opinion and I state it as fact, that's, I guess, problematic for their bottom line. So that first segment is me just kind of reading off their website and being like, what do you guys think of that? Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You highlighted yeah. some sort of like vampire repellent for like $90 or something, right? <laughs> you yeah. spray under aura. You know what's crazy? <laughs> yeah. When, when we like decided to do the show, we did all the research on Goop and whatever. And at the time, they had these descriptions of each product. This is kind of interesting. They, they had to stop, right? They had to stop because uh, I think it was the FDA found 
many of the descriptions for these things to be like founded in nothing. You know what I mean? Surprise. Yeah. So they like pulled the descriptions of all of their products. Uh, So there used to be this paragraph that would tell you like, hey, here's what this does. And it was like, folklore it was like it, it read like it was like game yeah. of thrones it was like oh this is <laughs> mystical and like magical i was happy to not be able to put them in the show once they pulled them down because the stuff that's still on there is so insane anyway i know yeah. it's like it like speaks for itself but um you had the child calming mist spray and i yes. think that could work <laughs> i think that that's good i think if a kid gets Children a face full cats. of rosemary and yep. yeah Definitely. So, <laughs> you know, I think we got to don't knock it till you try it. Okay. So yeah. you create this fake company. Uh-huh. It goes super viral. So you said 65 places covered it. I think it was something like that in the articles, but then, you know, to, to me, it's like the quality of some of the places is what was alarming. Time magazine wrote a seven page piece about it. It's like, you know, of course, big outlets covered it, you know, like Fox News covered it a couple of times, Mm -hmm. but then also like The Guardian covered it. Colbert did like a seven minute long like piece where he's just talking about it, you know? How crazy was that for you when Colbert covered it? (laughs) Uh, That was nuts. I like got on the phone with all the producers of the thing and we were because, oh, this is interesting too. I toured the show uh, before we taped it and before the media stuff happened. I just like toured it around the country to talk about those like first parts and like all the little prank stuff that we did and the hidden camera stuff that's in the show. And I showed that in a PowerPoint to like practice and figure out like, what do I want this narrative to be? Mm-hmm. And I did it in Philly and Austin and Chicago and a few other cities. And I got a message request from somebody who I don't know that was like, Hey, I live in Philly. I saw your, your live show. I'm watching Colbert right now and he's talking about your fake company. And I was like, Oh, that's crazy. I got like a monologue joke about me. And so it airs like three hours before over on the East coast. And then I start to get like more texts and more calls. And as the show like airs more places, more and more people are like, Hey man, you're going to want to look at this. You're going to want to see this. You're going to want to look at this. And then somebody in New York had like recorded it on their phone, sent it to one of the producers and then they sent it to me. And that's when we realized like, Jesus Christ, he talked about it for so long. It's it's like insane. You know what I mean? It's like completely insane. I don't even put it on Colbert, really. It's like if something has that many articles about it, it's, you know, mm-hmm. you have to talk about it. Totally. Yeah, yeah. But that's part of the weird system. Yeah. Is that like well, it's and, important and, because it's important, but it's not, you know? Yeah. And right. Cr- well, at least he made fun of it. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And didn't it start with the time coverage? Wasn't it a, a question of whether it's real or not? But then the rest of the media was just like, can you believe this exists? Like just assuming that it was real. Right. And that's that's the thing that is like dark to me is that the original journalist that I talked to at Time Magazine is the only person that I really gave like a lot of information to. That's, like, that's the only person I did like proper interviews with as the CEO of the company. Um, so it wasn't like I had people calling me up or I was calling up people and just, you know, telling lies. I I did do that with time and assumed (laughs) that they would like check them harder. But, uh, you know, they did do a decent job of saying like, we can't really tell if this is real. Like that was the angle Mm -hmm. and they published. And I think that honestly, like, I think that that's all good. Like if you have a crazy mysterious company out there and you're just reporting what they're telling you that they're doing, that's like a legit news story to me. But when everybody else picks it up, 
just grabs a few of the most buzzy, interesting pieces of it. And then it becomes this game of like, you know, telephone Mm -hmm. that goes across the entire internet. Like the impression that people get from it is drawn from the headline. And that is insane because that, you know, it's like when you boil this story down to a headline, when you boil down like this company to, to just a sentence, it sounds really real and it sounds really scary. And if it has like a logo of a huge news organization next to it, you're like, that is true. <laughs> of the places who covered it, how many actually reached out to you? I think, I mean, not certainly not all of them, but like pretty much all of them. Oh, they but did after I gave the first interview, yeah, but I didn't reply to any of them. Mm. So after okay. I gave the first interview, like with time and, and they, they published all that stuff, I was like, I'm not really going to make up any better lies about this. Like every base is covered. They're not asking me new questions, really. Um, I did have like an extremely high profile evening news uh, team reach out to come to our laboratory and do like an entire <laughs> video package profile oh thing God. with us. They like wanted to do like a full interview with me, but also like be in the lab, see everything and whatever. And I was like begging Comedy Central, like, just give me, just if you give me like, you know, a few thousand dollars, we can put together some shit or whatever. <laughs> this is absolutely too much of a liability. <laughs> yeah. So they all reached out, but I just ignored them because I was like, if I start talking to everybody, this is going to get picked apart. Like, I'm not this good of a liar, you know, or like a performer. So I just didn't say anything. But then they, they, they ran all the stuff anyway. Yeah. I don't want to get off the media coverage, but is this when people started to really reach out to you? People interested in the product? Didn't you put up something about a person asking about their child? Like, what were some of the things you were getting at that point? Uh, I mean, I like still get emails. Oh um, my God. I, I, I got hundreds of emails, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails. Like, tr- truly, it might be, you know, in the thousands of emails by now. Because um, there was a gap, right? Like, we... The story went viral, I think, in like January or February. I don't really remember. And then the show came out at the end of March. So there was this gap where Vave was just real. That's the name of the company. I've not been mentioned that before. It was just real. It was just like, I didn't, it, like the articles came out and I wasn't like, haha, gotcha on Twitter or something. I just was like, nice. <laughs> and quietly watched it happen <laughs> like a maniac. Um, and the the email account was I was just getting like every hour just like v- 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 the whole time and it was people asking can I sell you my used tissues I'm a nurse I'm a school teacher I'm whatever I'm around like nasty ass kids all day like that's basically what the emails were like I'm around these disgusting people I'm very powerful use my snot like that was the it's like, Jesus all right. Or they were at like telling me I'm like a huge piece of shit and I'm going to like kill everyone and uh, I should like die, you know, or uh, I was getting people that were saying, when do you guys restock? Like, I really want tissues. I'm about to go on a vacation. I need this. I, you know, whatever. Like people were actually wanted the product, like a lot of people. And they were asking questions. How does it work? What strains do you have? Can I give this to kids? Like these were real you know, and that's the other thing. I didn't make it for sale because the object of this experiment was not to take people's money and be like, be more careful on the internet next time, dumbass. Like, I'm not interested in doing that. Uh, but I don't know. Like, just the imagine, like, have you ever emailed a company that's sold out of something? I've never done that. You know what I mean? 
Like I know the the data on you know like the hits we were getting on the website. A lot of that is people just poking around. But how many orders we would have gotten if it was for sale? It's like I can't even imagine. I mean, it's like it was like hundreds of thousands of hits in like a couple wow. of days. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Which part? Just <laughs> like, like the volume of people, or yes, that like actually wanted this product, and then also the people telling you to go die. Was there also a part of you that was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, if somebody like, was doing something Like, which side were you more into? You know what I mean? I don't, I look, I don't think that like death threats on the internet are cool ever. No, 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 really. I don't want like, you to die just somebody, for the record. Yeah. Yeah. However, I mean, you know, like, let it rip, dude. This is a fictional guy and it's me. And if I was doing something <laughs> this stupid, I hope that the internet would be like piling on and stopping me if uh-huh. they, if they could. Um, and as far as like everybody who was asking for it, I, I, you know, we did as much as we could to safeguard ourselves from having zero press whatsoever. But we did that because it's what we really expected to happen. Like we really thought there's no way people will buy this. So when a few people bought it online, a few people bought it in person. And when I say bought it, I mean like, you know, believed it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then journalists started to believe it we were like floored and it, that's when it was kind of like oh man this is a sort of a bummer it was to- i mean it was like really funny but it was sort of a bummer to see the amount of power that a news story has on what people believe which sounds silly because like you should believe the news you know but i don't i don't know i mean it's like a company this outlandish to see that so many people are are so desperate for means of like alternative healthcare and medicine yeah. and stuff is like i don't know but also i'm you know i'm not here to be like we did a grand experiment and i learned <laughs> things about the american public that no one else could it's like i, I think you, know, you did I'm not, though i'm on board with that uh, accent i think that that's what happened like i think the fact that all these news stories picked it these news outlets picked it up is great i mean because the point is that the time one was the only one that was kind of legit and just the way the internet runs with things for the clicks and so they mm-hmm. just repost what everyone else is posting mm-hmm. right I came away seeing a Venn diagram in my head, which is one circle is a broken media industry. The other circle is uh, bullshit social media. And I would love to hear about how you you, know, you, you purchased followers for social yeah. media accounts for the company. And the third circle is like weird anti-vax new age bullshit that people really seem to be craving right now. And this experiment is precisely in the middle of that shit, 2019 shitstorm that we are in right now. Yeah, I mean, and and I wanted to like hit all of those things. I again, I didn't think that the media stuff was going to develop the way that because I mean, we see this all the time. Anytime something happens that's the correct amount of controversial, you know, media companies have a system in place where they all get to spin it and they all get to, you know, sort of grab a piece of the controversy and and, and yeah. grab the clicks and get a paycheck, you know. Yep. And that is a wild thing because it's really profitable. It's like good for those companies. Uh, and it doesn't necessitate like telling the truth. It really doesn't even like make it important to tell the truth. You, you stand mm-hmm. to make more money if you're not concerned with that, you know, because the truth isn't always like the most interesting thing. It's not as interesting if you can't find any proof that we're selling units. Like, company claims to sell, you know, a thousand tissues, but 
no evidence can be found is like not a compelling <laughs> headline. Yeah. A compelling headline is like, hey, these people are giving you a disease in the mail. Like that's compelling, you know? It's getting away with saying as a headline, this seems to exist. Can you believe it? And right. they're not saying that people are getting sick or that it it's actually happening. They're just saying, whoa, this is crazy. And but they know that they're people implying. will click. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. it's really it's interesting to me as a member of this broken media machine where, where you guys are like, I cannot believe this happened. And I was like, oh yeah, this totally, I could see this coming a mile away. You obviously were going to get those headlines and it's really, ugh, it's just blown, blown me away. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, but, but again, also I'm not, you know, I was not trying to, you know, I'm not like some social provocateur who's like a media puppeteer uh-huh. or whatever. It's like, I, I well, think that the, in, take the credit, <laughs> just take it. <laughs> no, the, the thing that I really want to underscore about this and the thing that's like, maybe the most important thing is that like, I'm not a mastermind. I'm not even very smart. I'm like a dumbass. That's like what the show is, is that I'm an idiot comedian with no resources. And this kind of happened by accident. And that is even scarier than if I was like a mastermind villain who was out to manipulate the media. It's like, I fell ass backwards into this. This could have been like anybody could. The point is that anybody could have done it. Like truly anyone could have done this. And I, I luckily I had like a team of lawyers keeping me from doing anything that was illegal. And I had the responsibility of doing it to tell everyone about it. You know what I mean? To keep me from doing anything evil, but <laughs> it is right there. Like the keys are right there. I do ask people at the end of the show, like you can do this, but please don't because I don't know. The system is just like, it's flawed. Everything's in place. And it's like a machine waiting to be stolen by I don't know, someone with nefarious ideas. Well, we already saw that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Can you remind us of your three prong strategy that was like, do they like it? Do they? It was three things. And then talk about like how you came up with all the elements of this plan, how you were going to go at it. I, I remember it's do people like it? Do people believe it? And oh, and will people use it? That's what it is. Oh, right. right, right okay. That just felt like a good way to explore like, is a company legit seeming not is a company successful is a company good does a company function just like it does it seem legit like with raw water i didn't i i mean i read a bunch of articles about raw water and i looked at their website and i was like i don't have any sense of like how many units they're really selling how big this company really is how profitable it really is or if it's just like a buzzy stupid idea that garners a lot of press what I realized, though, is because it garnered so much press, it, like, it doesn't matter at all mm-hmm. whether this is a successful company or who the CEO actually is or where the money's from or anything. It's just like, we're writing about it so it's real. I'm reading about it so it's real. And that's what I wanted to, to replicate. You know, mm-hmm. So if people believe that it's real... And that's a huge victory. you know. But then if people like, like it, that's even funnier. And if people... I don't know, use it. That was like a that was like a stretch goal. That was like a, is there's is there any way people would like put this on their face? Yeah. And in the show, again, like I assume most of the listeners have not yet seen it. It's like people do use 
the tissue and we tell them to their face like that it's a used tissue i loved your promo team your red bull style promo team out on the streets with the photo booth (laughs) but when one of the women said she's like yeah it's a used tissue but it's sterile and in my mind i was like (laughs) i maybe i would use it if somebody said that to me on the street (laughs) just for a photo i don't know (laughs) well yeah again the, the bit the bit in the episode, if you haven't seen, uh, is we, we got a photo booth, uh, one of those like cool like ones that does like a 360 image of you and you get like a little souvenir gif of it, you know, that you can put on Instagram or whatever. We set one of those up on on the boardwalk uh, in Venice and told people that if they used our used tissue, they could get a photo and they just they just had to use the tissue in the photo. And people were like, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. And we were really specific, like it's a used tissue. You're going to get sick from this. And they're like, All right, yeah, cool. Like, what an interesting new technology. <laughs> oh, no. I could get a photo. I mean, right. But deal. again, it's like it's not that it's not that people are stupid. It's just mm. that it's well, I think it's maybe <laughs> I don't know about that. it's a it's some percentage like that, I suppose. But if people really confidently walk up to you, they have matching shirts and like logos and like this stuff. It is kind of a we have like a trust in an in an entity like that. And it is a like a why would they be lying to me vibe? And yeah. what I want people to know is like to make money from you like that's <laughs> to make money from you at all costs. And I think everyone knows that. But I just, I was just like, I think it's maybe worse than we think. And then I went yeah. and checked and I was like, it is worse than we think. <laughs> and that's why we like put the thing out. Cause I just want everybody to know like, ah, oh, man, turns out it's worse than we think. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, if you have like Photoshop and some spare time, like you really, I, I you know, I said it in the show, like you, you get to decide what the truth is. Like, it's up to you. Have you had any response from some of these new age companies? No, not from not like any response from Goop. Uh, you know, not, you're like messing with their legitimacy, or no, nothing from them. And I think it is because, like, in that segment, I make it, I make a real point to be like, you know, I don't have any commentary on you guys at all. Just here's your website. Take a look, everyone, and that's and that's that. Uh, but I did get a lot of people reaching out who were sort of like micro influencers that do that kind of stuff. Or people who, I'm trying to think. It was just a lot of like distributors. Like I had, I had several people reach out and send like a very aggressive email that was something to the effect of like, "I can move ten thousand units in the next three weeks. My production <laughs> capacity is fucking blah blah." But it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And whoa. I'm sure they could. Chill, dude, chill. Yeah, they definitely could have. The influencers were like, "Hey, I, I, I want to feature the product in exchange for something." Some people did that. And then also um, there was a component of the show that I didn't end up really using because it just it wasn't that interesting Um, where I just I reached out to uh, people that like were sort of branding themselves as fitness or like health influencers. And I was like, hey, you know, we really like your stuff. We'll send you a free one if you post it. And they were like, all right. And then like it's I think it's on the Vave Instagram still like a woman agreed to and i mailed it to her she like gave me her address i like mailed her one and then she like demoed using it in her mirror like she took like those like influencery like hey thanks for the like sponsored posts like she did that i i would not but uh it's a choice i never i never wanted to like offer people money I, it was just like, hey, here's this, like do it if you want to because that's the other thing if you start offering people money up front to like tell lies or to 
just say whatever you want. You're not you're not tricking anybody. You're just like paying off people that mm-hmm. need money. Yeah. How did you get those <laughs> actors in the commercial to to do that? I mean, obviously they were paid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the well, the okay. actors, yeah, in like the in the commercial, those those people were just like regular actors. We did tell them like they were in on it. They knew oh, okay. that this was like not a real thing. Um, and it was weird because like I think I met like some of them came when we taped it, and I like hadn't met them before like i like had them in this bizarre thing one of them was a friend of our uh, one of our producers the the blonde woman who is blowing her nose at the end of the commercial (laughs) it's like her image was thrown all over every major news media outlet because of like this idea i had and i had never met her and i wanted to reach out and be like hey like is this are i'm sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about that but she thought it was okay, funny okay yeah but the commercial was really it was actually shot in my buddy's garage like it was really like we you know no resources so obviously this says a lot about conspiracy theories and just like this world we live in in which if you get a little bit of press and have a little bit of a following you are somehow an expert even if you have no expertise um so i don't know if you had anything to say about that and how this is the same kind of trend i mean i don't know i think i do think that like as much as this thing goes after the media i don't want to attack journalists because I do think that they are doing their job still. I, you know, I mean, I don't always love everything that comes out about everything, but I, you know, it's like journalists are doing their job. It is the money that makes it hard to do the job correctly. You know, it's, I think that these people are extremely frustrated as members of the media, seeing the way that headlines are rewritten and they have, you know, like the A and B testing for headlines now where, they put out a bunch and whatever gets more clicks, it's like, well, that's the headline. And it's like, it's it, sh- it should be relative to the narrative of the piece. Like the headline shouldn't be like a commodity, I don't think. Like that's not, I, I don't know. Like I think I, it feels like an editor should be like, I want to direct people to what the piece is about. Not like, I just want people to click on this and I don't give a fuck if they read it or not. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I guess like on our side, um on like the, just the reader's side or whatever. It's like, I don't know. I think, I think it's important to read the article because I see headlines (laughs) every day. It really is starting to feel like I'm going to have to read articles (laughs) Um, because journalists, they do do a good job. It's like, they're not, you know, usually they don't have the keys to to writing the headline. I don't think. Mm -hmm. So they write a piece. It actually covers it. Like the time piece, if you read it, it's like, Hey, this is probably a fake company. And that's what I'm curious about learning and then the time headline is like can you believe what this company's doing it's like that's not (laughs) that's not what she was trying to communicate when she wrote the piece yeah so i think that it happens to me all the time where i see a headline and i'm like oh my god is that like how that's so fucked and then i read it and i'm like okay that's not what happened at all even Mm -hmm. terrible stuff like Trump will say something sometimes, you know, that's like awful. And then other times it's like, he did this or whatever. He said this. And I'm like, Jesus. And I read the article and I'm like, oh, he didn't even really do that this time specifically, but he did 850 other things today. Why is that not like, why did we have to write this piece? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why did we have to cover something that was maybe shitty, but like stretch the truth? It's like, just like, keep it 
a hundred percent real about the terrible things that are happening because they're so bad and there's so much. I got a push notification once that said like, "See Trump's latest temper tantrum," and I was like, "This is a this is a news outlet." Like I yeah. was done, and then you open it and it was like not at all about that. I know, and then yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, now I feel like I'm like defending Donald Trump. I'm like, hey, he's not that bad. It's like, gee, no, that's not what I'm trying to get. <laughs> you know, it's not what I'm trying to like, but it is like. If somebody is doing enough reprehensible, stupid stuff, it's like, just cover that. You don't need a new thing. Like, I think that's where it gets tough is just, it's not that journalists don't have integrity. It's that the pressure to get people to click on things is so powerful that there's no time to do your job correctly now. Like you're forced to, to just make money. Uh, and that's, I don't know, that's dark, I think. It's an existential crisis because the alternative is to go out of business. You know what I mean? Completely. Yeah. We're, we're sitting on a great story. And if we tweak this headline a little bit and it's still well, mostly probably true, it's a little sensational, but hey, just get it. And the alternative is nobody reads this story and right. we fail and we're right. done. Well, you I mean, know? or, or coming up with a different funding model. I just don't know what that model is. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yes. Of course. Well, and that's the other thing is like the funding. It's like people don't really give a shit enough about what's happening to like pay for it all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, and I, I'd love to, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, these idiots in the middle of the country. It's like, no, I mean, like, I don't either. I'm not like, I'm not as well informed as I should be. I don't think... I think everyone everywhere, you know, whether you're in a city and you work at a media job or you're some kind of designer or some like, you know, fucking cool job in a city and you're like, uh, you know, supposed to be like a, a young, culturally aware, whatever person. It's like there's so much happening that there's no way you can properly keep up. There just isn't. Mm -hmm. And you're just trying to like not die. And people in the middle of the country are doing the same thing. It's like they're like at fucking work like they don't have time <laughs> to sort through and be like a detective on every single news story that comes out mm -hmm. so that they nail the right take they're correctly informed and that they don't go into the world and like accidentally spread half truths like people are like they see a headline and they're like oh my god that's terrible and then it comes up in conversation later and they're completely wrong but mm -hmm. what am i supposed to do about that i don't have time to mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah, we also have this yeah. weird culture where I feel like I get shamed all the time. Like, oh my God, you haven't read about blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how the fuck do yeah. I have time to read all this? Yeah, well, and that's when you're just like, you're you're going through stuff as quickly as possible so that you're like, I, I got to be able to keep up in the conversation and just have the... But it, it makes it so you got to know a little tiny bit about everything so that you never get shit on. And I don't know, man. It's just like, a, it's just a bad... The whole thing's like a not good system, but we well, do. Let's quit. Um, cool. So obviously, this also just to take it a little darker because I just feel like let's 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 go all the way. But um, yeah, fake news. Sure. So this is like fine line to fake news, and right. I was wondering what you had to say about that. Yeah, I mean, I really I wanted to be careful about making something that I knew was literally fake news. Once the possibility of getting news stories got out there, I had to confront the fact that I want to make a commentary about fake news and I'm making fake news right now. And that's a little, that is like a little problematic. It is a little testy. I like thought about it a lot. And I think it comes down to I'm, I feel good about it. I feel fine about it because the whole point of the exercise is like, I'm doing it to prove how yeah. easy it is to do. I'm doing it to highlight the way that it happens. And also, and this is what I would, you know, like I, I felt really fine about was I, you know, we're not making any money from the company. Nobody is getting yeah. tricked. Nobody's getting a tissue with snot on it. No, it's like, 
it's a completely fake story. So it is wasting people's time. But other than that, I'm like, I, you know, I felt. No, but I just I mean, felt, no, no, uh, you should feel good. Don't worry. We're not here to shame you. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking like <laughs> that it is so easy to create fake news. You know what I mean? For sure. I mean, yeah, you just, I, I say, I say it in the show. Like the point that I really land on is like, it's more important to be exciting than it is to tell the truth. And, um, it's hard to have a really compelling true story. Not that much interesting stuff happens there, you know, like documentaries are so sick but you start watching like you really like a documentary and you're like give me another one like that and it's not it's not as good because an interesting story does not happen that often and then you know i like listen to it you know like a ton of podcasts about this murder that murder whatever and eventually it's like oh this isn't even really uh you guys have no idea what's going on you're never gonna catch this person there's no details there's nothing <laughs> and i i feel like i don't know i feel like a lot of this stuff is is the same way where it's like, we don't have an interesting news story today, but this has enough buzzy stuff in it that you'll check it out. So if we can just keep generating half truths and stuff, people will be like, Oh, this is juicy. And, uh, turns out it's really easy to generate a half truth. It's just like, it's like super, super simple Buy a couple followers, you know, like for like a hundred dollars, you can get just enough followers that you seem like a small company or like, a new influencer or, or like a, a musician or something who's, who's starting to do stuff. And, uh, I don't know, making yourself real it, using those methods is it's frighteningly easy to do. Yeah. I mean, in so many ways, this actually has a lot of parallels with Theranos yeah. and the fact that she oh, yeah. created a fake health company essentially, but like nope. actually took people's blood. Yeah. That's like Theranos was also a huge part of trying to convince people to allow me to, to do all the parts of it. I want to be like dumb Elizabeth Holmes. Like that's what the <laughs> show is. Like imagine if Elizabeth Holmes was like, a complete moron who just had like and a like week not a and sociopath. A well, I get, I guess, I don't know voice. what's what's more sociopathic. She was at least trying to become a billionaire. Like I was like, <laughs> I I was like eating ramen on a soundstage. <laughs> you know, like that's not like what am I doing? Did you actually sleep in the room? Like, did you actually stay in the room for a week or whatever it was? I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in there for four days. People ask that a lot. I guess that's like, like, did you leave? I did not leave no i like really used the bathroom i really slept on the cot i really <laughs> worked at the desk i really just ate the food that was in there on display i don't know i think the person who had it the worst was there was a rotating shift of pas that were directly outside the door in case i like i don't know was having like an asthma attack or something <laughs> I, I don't i don't they like legally had to station somebody there 24 hours a day so so there was a night shift for you <laughs> yeah i think they were there i think they were doing it in 12 hour shifts i'm not sure but they were right outside the door just like in case i had to like knock on the door and be like help me <laughs> or i don't i have no idea um but yeah i really and the it's so funny because it's just it's a soundstage that's in the basement of viacom's like headquarters in la so i was just there I live, you know, like two blocks away or something. I was like really close to home. But, but you weren't um, allowed home. No, no, I cool. did not leave the room. And that, and also it was so, it's, dude, when I pitched this, they were just like, so what do you need? What do you want? You got to build a set. Like, what is it going to be? We don't have a lot of money for this project. And I was like, I want a, like a card table and I want an empty <laughs> soundstage and I, and I want two GoPros. And they were like, Hey man, are you okay? Like, are you sure <laughs> you know what a show is? <laughs> 
so all of that was also like my idea, which was I realized that now if we if we get picked up to series, I'm going to have to like change the way that that works, because if we get like six or 10 episodes or whatever it is, it's like that's at least six weeks of a year that I'll live in a room uh, <laughs> that I can't leave. And uh, that's why it. it's like, get, <laughs> yeah, like why this is the opposite of the reason that people try to get a TV show. They're like, oh, I want to like be comfortable and make stuff I like. I'm like, I want my life to be terrible <laughs> and I want to die. Could you just go to the room every morning like a real job? Yeah. So there is more control room coming out. And I think that that's how we're we're like gearing up to do that stuff and and the change that we've made is that i'm gonna use that as an office (laughs) i'm not gonna live there full time because again we thought that the experiment wasn't gonna work so we would need some other gimmick and that would be like funny for me to have to weather that but everything worked so we were yeah that wasn't even really part of it no barely so are you allowed to tease future episodes I cannot, of course, tease future episodes because, well, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. The show uh, is going to continue. We're making more. I can't say specifically what that is or what it means, but we're doing a much bigger version of the show. People keep asking, like, are you going to make more companies? Like, how are you going to keep making companies? I'm not going to keep making companies. We do know, like, what we want to do, and it's all... It's it it is just like wild, wild, wild social experiments. It's it's more absurd. It's uh some of them are kind of like grander and weirder. And at least one of them is it's so personal, it's like very specific to me. You know what I mean? It's it's almost got nothing to do with like social commentary. It's just like me being like, This would be so funny if they let us do this with the money. So <laughs> um it's you know, it's just gonna be that kind of thing. We'll do just a really complicated, expensive, stupid thing just like this. And I'll tell you, you know, how to do it. I would really like you or Viacom to pitch Squarespace as a sponsor. And then as part of the show, you're like, you can make a fake company and trick people with Squarespace. (laughs) We really thought about that. And I like left Squarespace in just in case Squarespace wanted to at some point hop on and be like, look at, check it out. Look what you can make happen (laughs) on our platform. Well, thank you, Mackie. We really enjoyed speaking with you and we wish you the best with this ongoing project. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was really fun. And uh, look out for more. We're excited. Well, so much to dig into here. And Matt, I really loved that Venn diagram idea that you came up with kind of coming out of that video. That seems like a perfect illustration of, you know, what this is all about. But I'm also curious for you in media, like what, I mean, everything he's saying is true, right? And isn't it so scary? Like, what do we do about all of this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, someone said it. Uh, maybe it was Allie. Uh, the, the answer is to stop having an advertising-based business model. Yeah. I, I, and that's complex. And there's a lot of uh, places to go with that and models to, to look at. Uh, but when something comes to you for free, whether it's a f- social network like Facebook or a, or a web page that has ads on it or whatever that you can read for free, then th- that system has become fundamentally broken. There, there is always an incentive to get the most clicks, the most views in order to stay alive, to, to survive in this crumbling, messed up, dystopic uh, system of media that we have right now. So if you can get off advertising, maybe that's subscription, maybe that's Patreon, maybe that's, uh, you know, some sort of grant or something from, you know, a, a rich benefactor who cares that news should not be fake, you know, or sensational. That That's the only way I see forward. But like, I have sympathy for people in newsrooms who are like, 
if we do not get XYZ page views this month, we are fucked or yeah. we're going to lay people off or whatever. And it's just, it is a, it is a rock and a hard place for those media people. And Mickey said it, he's like, it's not the journalist's fault. It's this bad system that they have to operate in. Well, I thought that interview was sick. <laughs> I could use a used <laughs> tissue to get well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that video is amazing. I think people should go watch it. Control Room. You just Google it. Season one, episode one. I mean, it's really an amazing, amazing social experiment that he like weirdly tried to not take credit for during that interview. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm just an idiot. It's <laughs> like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, but I appreciate what you're doing there. Yeah. We'll link to it in the show notes, of course. Uh, please watch it. You will. We've we've laid it out for you here, but it is worth watching. I especially love that it's PowerPoint. Yes. You know, like it, it's he's a stand up comedian and he's great in that context, but he brings this like it's a pitch deck it's yeah. a slide deck of like here's yeah. my company and it's like he's presenting to investors but it's the audience <laughs> and it's it's perfect oh, yeah man. all right everybody we'll check it out and we want to hear as always what you think about all of this so please tweet at us at junebugger I'm at Allie Gold. You can also email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com, or you can call us and leave us voicemails, which you know by now we love. That number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And last but not least, come into our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. We've had a lot of new people coming in recently, and we hope that you're one of them. Finally, Allie, if they want to contribute to us, how do they do it? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P and we hope that you will. Alright, thanks everybody. Try not to get duped by fake companies this week and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. Then locked in a tiny studio for one week with $12 and a Squarespace account. I mean produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 